at it with dating and men today? You're at the right place. Welcome to the Freedom Reigns Podcast with Victoria Baxter, a.k.a. Coach V, the new love strategist. It's time. Time to renew your mind. Time to renew your heart. Time for you to win at love. Your ways haven't been working, sis. Why? We do things differently when it comes to the kingdom. It's why we're instructed to not conform to the patterns of the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. How else will you win? Coach V is here to help single women renew their hearts, to positively position themselves with the intentional dating skills that are necessary to win at kingdom love. You know, the one that encompasses God's love, self-love, and real love. Tune in to the latest Freedom Reigns episode, where it's about experiencing freedom based on His Spirit at work within you. All right, so here's the thing that I've realized is that many people today want love, like so they say. But truth be told, what I'm seeing is that a lot of times there are people, there are a lot of singles today that really just want the in love part, right? Like they want to experience the the butterflies and everything that comes along with being in love because, you know, I've spoken about it before. Love versus in love, those are two different things. In love is the butterflies. That is the, you know, oh my God, I'm just, I'm swept away. You're thinking about that person all the time. It's the feel good. Like literally it's all of the, you know, the hormones and the chemicals that the brain is releasing during that time. So everybody really wants the in love. Love is what requires staying power. Love is when you actually stick to that relationship. That is when you stick to that commitment. That is where it's like, okay, even those days that I'm not in love with you, I am still going to be here because I am seriously committed to this. So that is why I've, I've realized that when a lot of people are saying like, oh, they want love. No, they really want the in love part. And it's a bold statement, I know. But when there is a shortage of people that adequately know how to love I stand by my statement and I stand by my assessment and it's not to throw shade, nothing. I'm not trying to take digs because y'all know I'm very transparent. I was this person before. I would always say that I wanted a relationship. I was tired of being single. I wanted love, but truth be told, no, I wanted the in love part. So what many, not all, and I'm not even going to say most, but what many women truly want today, and I say this, yes, you know, with years of coaching under my belt and with working with many different single women, you know, who come to me saying like, hey, like I'm tired of being single. What am I doing wrong? I want love. I want to be in a relationship. I want to settle down. I want to get married. What I have realized from working with women is that what many women want today, they just want to finally have a man. What they want is to go on the vacations. They want to be chosen Finally, especially those who might have any, you know, childhood trauma and daddy issues and stuff like that. A lot of the women today, they want to be proposed to. They want to be able to take pictures and they want to be able to flirt with their guy. They want, you know, people to be like envious of them, like on social media and stuff like that. Today, a lot of women want to be able to have a God brought them together kind of love story. They want to be able to share all that they went through in order to get to where they are now, failing to realize that not knowing how to love, themselves included, is the reason why they even went through so much to begin with, right? Like a lot of us, we we think about 
all the things that we went through with men, with dating, you know, for those of us that have children, we think about the things that we endured, you know, in that relationship or, you know, with our child's father, anything like that. And it's like, man, I've been through so much. Like, I deserve happiness. Like, I'm not going to settle and I'm, I'm ready to settle down and I'm ready to have a good man. And a lot of that really just comes from realizing that had we actually loved ourselves, well, some haven't realized it yet, but what it all boils down to is like, had you actually loved yourself better and really taken the time to become whole and complete, which we're going to talk about, had you really done things differently and had you really known how to love and what love really is and really had a vision and prepared for things ahead of time, then it's like a lot of what we went through would have not even happened. It would have not even taken place. A lot of it wasn't even necessary. So a while back, I started the Teach Me series um, for this Freedom Reigns podcast. And I also did a video once, you know, talking about, and it was like a short little TikTok, but talking about how, you know, a lot of times like women with the whole, you know, saying that they love hard and, you know, just my take on that and what I'm really realizing as far as those who say that they love hard and they have a big heart and things like that. So what I wanted to do tonight I want to talk about why you should stop loving hard. I want to teach you how to love, and that's yourself included. I want you to realize how your need for love is actually working against you and keeping you single. It is literally what's keeping many single. When you have that need, that yearning for love, that craving, like that is what's going to have you like responding to different people in your inbox, signing up for the dating apps, you know, flirting with different people, sometimes, you know, allowing loneliness to cause you to go back to your ex, whatever the case might be. You really got to work on that because what it's doing, and even if it doesn't keep you single, it's going to keep you further away from your partner, like your match. I always say when it comes to coaching, I'm a dating coach, yes, but I am not here to help ladies get a man. No, I want them to connect with their man, their partner, their match, the person that actually fits the vision for who that woman is. I'm not here, like anybody can just get a man, but we got to work through all of these things. Like we're just now, well, as of today, I think this is day 20 of Ascend 21. Every year I do my annual 21 day self-love challenge and a group of ladies come on in. It's 21 days, 21 challenges for only $21, but it's going through all of the, the five phases of real self-love that I teach via New Thing Life Coaching. And it's really helping ladies when it comes to um, you know, developing self-love and realizing things that can interfere with the love that we have for ourselves. Like we look at finances, your physical body, mental health, emotions, social circle, the whole nine. And I explain why self-love is so important. And it's very important because when you don't have it, it, it leads to something called self-love deficit disorder. And self-love deficit disorder is what causes people to actually enter into codependent relationships. Like codependency is a real thing. And codependency in a relationship, it's where each person involved is mentally, emotionally, physically, and or spiritually reliant and dependent upon the other. Like a codependent relationship, it can exist between romantic partners, but this also can happen with family members and friends, and it tends to lead to dysfunctional relationship patterns, which is often signs of someone who has an anxious attachment style that is stemming from any type of abandonment issues. 
And the thing is, is that codependent relationships are imbalanced relationships where one person is like enabling the other person's self-destructive behavior, whether it's addiction, whether it's poor mental health, whether it's immaturity, irresponsibility, underachievement, like all of those things are self-destructive behaviors. A person, an individual who doesn't really love themselves will easily connect with and enter a relationship with another person who doesn't love themselves either. So think about it this way. When there is a lack of self-love, when you don't really have that true love for yourself, that also means that you have low self-esteem. It also means that you have low self-esteem. So these two people, they become dependent on each other to feel good, to feel loved, to feel valued, to feel esteemed, to feel worthy. Now, a secure person, somebody who has like a secure attachment style, they don't have these issues because their self-love and their self-esteem is where it needs to be. So I just want to ensure that tonight we're just going to kind of look over, you know, codependent relationships, loving yourself, making sure that, yes, it is okay to have a desire for love. There, It's okay to say, I want love. Like, I want a relationship. I want a committed relationship. I want to get married one day. Yes, I understand it's not going to be all rainbows and butterflies. There's nothing wrong with that. But when there's like that that need, that yearning, that desperation for it, that is when there is a problem because strong feelings of, you know, incompleteness, which I'm also going to address, you know, completeness shortly, that is what also leads to codependent relationships. This is where there's, you know, that mania love where it's like a little bit obsessive, possessive, controlling, gotta have you, gonna go crazy if I feel like things are changing. We don't want that. We want kingdom love because kingdom love is healthy. Kingdom love is safe. Like, I don't know how many of you have ever been in a codependent relationship, especially for those who are tuning in live right now. Like, I can say I myself, I have been in codependent relationships before and it ain't, it ain't cute. It ain't cute. It ain't pretty. Like, I never want to be there again ever, but I've been there before. You can also address if this is something you've experienced, if you attach quickly to guys like early on, like in the dating stages, like before there's even a commitment, like that'll also help you to understand as well. But let me give a few signs of codependency. Sign number one, feeling responsible for solving a man's problems or anyone's problems. Number two, offering advice all the time when it's not even solicited. Number three, poor communication when it comes to your needs, your wants, and your desires. This was me. I would expect them to either just know or if a, if a man was like not meeting my needs, it would lead to me lashing out, getting frustrated, causing a big scene. But I never even communicated what it was that I needed a lot of time from men and in a lot of my relationships. So that is what happens a lot with people that have those codependent traits. There's poor communication when it comes to revealing what it is that they are needing. And again, where that truthfully, where that normally stems from is normally as a child, something either from childhood or a previous, you know, early on another relationship, maybe the needs weren't met. The needs weren't met. So right now there's like rejection sensitivity and that fear of abandonment. So it's like, even though you know that you want, you need something, there's something that you know that you need when it comes to a relationship, when it comes to a need being fulfilled and met, there's this fear of, okay, but if I say something, 
they might tell me I'm asking for too much or they might get upset with me. They might leave and say, hey, I can't meet that need. So I'm not going to tell them that I want this. I'm not going to tell them that I like or prefer this. I'm not going to tell them I desire this because I don't know what their response is going to be. Hmm. I can go on and on about that. Number four, struggling with change. Struggling with change, especially when it comes to like the dynamics of a relationship or something like that, but change in general. And again, a lot of times this is any type of abandonment issue because it's like a change up to you. It, it has your brain trying to protect yourself from getting hurt. Number five, another trait of codependency is expecting men to do as you say. Expecting someone that you are in a relationship with to... And even if you don't come off as bossy and controlling and, hey, well, I need you to do this and do... Sometimes it's the subtle things that we do or we think that we're mentioning something in a sweet way or whatever else, but expecting a man to meet every need and expecting him to do as you say, that is a codependency trait. And a lot of this is tied to control. The codependent person, you know, they probably felt lost and they were unable to control things as they were growing up. So again, if you have not healed from any type of trauma, there's parts of your brain that are still being affected by that. So right now, your brain is actually trying to, again, protect yourself from going through anything like that. Number six, struggle to make decisions. Number seven, always angry. Y'all already know I'm always coming on, you know, coming down on black women and, you know, really working with helping black women when it comes to healing, developing self-love, becoming whole to truly win at love. There are many things that are stacked against us. I don't have time to go into that right now. Check out the podcast I did. I think that was last year, but black women and the struggle with romance. But a lot of times like we as women, as black women, we struggle with love because there have been many situations that have been out of our control. And those things can lead to us wanting to control other situations, but then it's like being frustrated, being angry about the cards that we've been dealt or the things that we've gone through, whether it's friendships, relationships, church, workplace, whatever. So there are so many different things when it comes to the whole always angry. But again, I don't really have time to go into that right now either. Now, mind you, like I said, all of these things that I'm listing right now, these are all signs and traits of a codependent person. Number eight, feeling used, unappreciated, and or underappreciated. A person who is codependent is a lot of times in a situation where, or, you know, or in a relationship where the other person doesn't want a lot of attention. So you can end up being in a relationship with a guy who, and again, of course, typically guys are, you know, more secure and whatever else anyway. So then a lot of times as women, because we're already emotional, but especially a woman who has any set, you know, there's that lack of loving themselves, lack of self-love, that self-love deficit disorder, low self-esteem. There's an anxious attachment style. If there's, you know, fear of abandonment, that's going to pour into abandonment anxiety in a relationship. You want to make sure that that guy, even in the dating stages, again, this used to be me, you want to make sure that that man knows and sees how awesome you are, so you do the most. You do little favors for him. You keep in mind the things that he likes. You know, you go out of your way to show that you're a great catch and then a great girlfriend. You're trying to earn the ring, all of these different things. But then you might realize it's not being reciprocated. And then here comes those feelings of being used, unappreciated, underappreciated. But again, you're really only doing those things because that's the codependent traits within. Number nine, people pleasing. Number 10, don't easily trust. 
Number 11, fear of rejection along with feeling unloved. Number 12, victim mentality if you feel like someone used you or got over on you. Number 13, everything is taken personally. Number 14, lying to self while excusing someone's behaviors. I've had so many women with coaching. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> especially early on and they would tell me you know either about their last relationship the current relationship a lot of times women start coaching because of the way things are going in a current relationship and it's crazy to me actually it's not I don't even I'm gonna take that back it's no longer crazy to me because again I used to do it but now helping women with it but seeing the way that a woman will lie to herself and excuse a man's behavior again all because of that fear of abandonment and that self-love deficit disorder Number 15, overall helplessness, anxiety, and or depression. So even if not all 15 of these, I see these traits in most of my clients when we first start working together, yet they are frustrated with their singleness, talking about how they love hard, how no man appreciates their big heart, saying the issue is men and the dating pool today, not even noticing that what they put off and their actions show that they really don't know how to love. So I want to ensure that you're clear on what love is and how to love and that you're good with loving yourself because this is what will drastically change and improve and transform your dating life and then your love life. You got to say no to codependency first and foremost. You got to say no to codependency. You have to leave any desperation alone. You have to ensure that you're not desperate for a man. You're not desperate for a connection, desperate for a relationship. You have to ensure that you're not desperate to be in love. Any of those things. Like when self-love is lacking, this is when you love hard. It's like because you're trying to love someone into loving you. And in the early stages, a lot of times, men can detect this. And unfortunately, it's sad when a woman doesn't even realize that this is a problem and an issue. But a lot of men do. And a lot of men, they're going to stay and they're going to reap the benefits of someone who is suffering from low self-esteem. They're going to stick around and see what they can get from the person who doesn't truly love themselves. Like I've spoken before about, you know, like the study that was done that said men rated women who had low self-esteem. They rated them saying like they were awesome in bed. So like saying like their sex was absolutely amazing. Men know when a woman doesn't really love herself. Men know when there is low self-esteem. Like these are things that you really have to keep in mind. So a lot of times it will cause a woman to do the most for a man trying to show how absolutely amazing you are and you want the man to see it because yeah, you have an abundance of love in your heart and you're attempting to give it all to a man, but it's like you're neglecting to share it with yourself. You have all that you need for yourself, but you're taking what men offer because you're neglecting what it is you already possess. When you really love yourself, you don't settle. When you really love yourself, you don't settle. Like this is what happens when you don't value yourself. And when there's a lack of self value, it will lead to you seeking validation from someone who's not even worthy at all. My goal is to see women, especially black women, happy, successfully dating, in healthy relationships. And that means being whole and complete, knowing how to love. So with wholeness and completion, 
I help women to become whole and complete through a few different methods I have implemented like in my coaching business over the years. Many strive for this and they even claim it and they say that they're whole, they say that they're already complete, but what does it mean exactly? So if we were to look at wholeness, okay? So by definition, whole means perfect, whole, entire, intact, means, you know, not lacking anything, not faulty in any particular way. So being a whole woman means that you are all the way together. You are all the way intact. Being a whole woman, it involves utilizing your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And working on each of these areas will help you better deal with any type of brokenness in your life. So it is a little bit different biblically though, because when we enter into salvation, when we first get saved and become believers, going to the Savior, that is where we are justified. Justification is the first part of um, salvation. This is where he first heals our hearts. And then if there's anything, you know, like maybe even going on with our body, sometimes like this is where our physical bodies are healed as well. The issue is that oftentimes we end up stifling the Holy Spirit. And what I mean is that we don't allow his work to be done within us. We don't allow the healing to take place. We don't allow the molding to take place. We don't allow him to make us over. A lot of times it's like we can be saved, but it's like we still have all of these ashes that we are holding on to from the past and we have not yet received the crown of beauty because we're holding on to our brokenness. So we have to allow his work to be done within us. That is what makes you whole. Now, glorification, that's the third part of salvation because it's justification, sanctification, and glorification. Glorification does not happen until we actually pass away and our bodies are made whole then. But don't you want a life of wholeness now? Don't you want a life of wholeness here on earth? Like you have to identify what has you feeling incomplete right now. Like, is it your singleness? Is it pain from the past? Is it, you know, because of something that has not happened or taken place yet? Because I hear a lot of times people say like, oh, well, I'll be happy when. Like, and I used to be the same way. Like I was that, oh, I'm just, there's so much going on in my life. I'll be happy when. Like when this actually, when I achieve this, when I accomplish this, when I experience this, like I'll be happy when this happens and then I'll be good to go. No, I need you to get to a place of wholeness now. Because that is what's going to help you when it comes to self-esteem and self-love and your dating life. Like your acceptance of all the pieces of yourself is what makes you whole. When I talk about like that selfie circle all the time when it comes to women, it goes self-esteem, self-worth, self-acceptance, self-love, self-respect. And it has to go in that order for a reason. So when you really get to a good place with all of those things in the selfie circle, like that is when you're whole. You know yourself more fully and you can see the big picture. You can put things into perspective. Like I'm always talking about that high intensity self-awareness when you know and have accepted all parts and aspects of yourself. This is what leads to you being whole. And when you are whole, that means you get to free up energy and stuff that was spent holding on to unpleasant thoughts and feelings and stuff from the past. This is where you tune into your body, your mind, your soul, and your heart. This is what wholeness looks like. 
Like people who are already whole, they have a secure attachment style. So they're not clinging and doing the most with dating and relationships. When you're whole, you don't need that man to check in with you all the time because it's easy for you to trust him. Because when you're good with yourself, that means you also selected a good person. So you don't need someone to check in with you all the time. You're happy on your own. You're secure in that relationship. You know that you have a healthy relationship. You're cool if he goes and does his own thing because you're secure and you're perfectly fine doing your own thing too. That is all what wholeness looks like. But a lot of that nagging and the insecurities and stuff like that, that is from someone who is not whole and someone who has low self-esteem and someone who is not secure. When we look at Genesis 2.18, you know, it says, you know, God said it is not good for man to be alone and he was going to create a helper for him. This is showing what? That God saw the singleness as not good and incomplete. Think about all that he created and said that it was good. Everything he created, created this, it was good. Created this, good. Created this, good. Created man, but then said it is not good for man to be alone. So he realized that the singleness was not good. Now, I'm not going to go deep in this because obviously everyone is not going to get married, you know, and of course, and I get different religious stuff and whatever the case might be. I'm not getting into all of that. But again, we know that God saw the singleness as being incomplete to a degree, right? So how do you see yourself as being complete when single? Now, that is a valid question because I said I wanted to talk about wholeness and completion. So it gets a little tricky here and I want to try not to lose you. Complete by definition means having every necessary part or element. It means entire, ended, finished. Complete means realizing that you have all that you need. You've achieved all you want to achieve, like purpose, career, marriage, etc. So with that being said, one can be whole and not complete. But I think the thing is, is that we have made incomplete to be a bad thing. It isn't a bad thing, especially for those of you know that God has already revealed to you that you are going to get married, you know, like you're going to be a wife. So marriage has a purpose. And if you don't have your purpose partner yet, like, yes, that means you are incomplete without a partner. You are incomplete if you have not discovered your purpose. But the thing is, if you are whole and if you are secure, you can be content even if not complete. As long as you are whole and secure, you can be content even if you are not complete. Being incomplete is not a bad thing and I hope that is all making sense. We are created for relationships. So I see how and why one desires it, how they, you know, crave it, how they yearn for it, the whole thing, because, yeah, it's realizing you're, quote unquote, incomplete without him. But it doesn't mean you stop living now. You don't put things on hold. You're not saying, oh, my God, I'm so desperate. Like, I'm so sad. Like, I'm still incomplete. I'm obviously not even good enough to have a man yet. No, you allow God to fill any voids that are present. You make sure that you take the time to love yourself and you work on self. You continue to work on you during this time. You do the work while you wait. So you have to be mindful of any cravings that you currently have. What are you craving in this season of your life and why? What desires do you have? A lot of times, whatever it is that we are craving, it indicates what is lacking. 
I've spoken about pica before, right? Like for a pregnant woman, when you crave non-food items, it is because something is missing. There's some type of deficiency or something that the body is wanting this because such and such like is is lacking or very low. You know, like a lot, like when I was pregnant with my daughter, oh, my son is the oldest. When I was pregnant with him, I was always craving baking soda, like all the time. With my daughter, I was always wanting ice. Like for some ladies, it might be clay, cornstarch, like all of these different weird things. Well, in coaching, I always say pica is any present inadequacies, issues, or insecurities that are caused by abandonment. And so when I have women who come to me and it's like, oh my God, like I'm sick of being single. All right, let's do this. Hurry up and find a man. Not realizing like, no, sis, we're about to go through a process first. It's not jumping straight to, all right, let's go ahead and create that dating profile. And let me show you how to trap him and get a man in 90 days. No, I want to find out why that need and desire is there for a relationship. I want to make sure that you are whole now. I want to make sure that you are content even being incomplete. I want to ensure that the self-esteem is good. The self-love is good. I like to ensure that a woman has all of these different things checked off because that need that they have is going to show me what's lacking, truth be told, in their lives. So where are you with your singleness? Not only where are you with it, but do you even know how to love? Do you know how to love? And again, self-included, do you even know how to love yourself? Let me talk about some of the benefits of self-love and that I want to also ensure that you know how to love even in the early stages, even in the dating stages, even if you're not yet in a relationship, because I am all about the unreciprocated love, okay? There are benefits of loving yourself because loving you means knowing your worth. It means, you know, acknowledging that you have the ability to reject presented offers from other people. It's saying, hey, I love myself enough to know that I don't have to accept what this person is trying to present to me. Like my need to have attention a lot of times meant that a man was always in the cut. I'm just going to be honest. Now, I again, when I was like in committed relationships, Uh, they were safe there but dating and even if it was like the whole you know stage three of like romantic friends you know or stuff like that and I'll be honest even in the relationship with my children's father when my needs were getting to the point of not getting met and when I felt like I was not getting enough attention anymore I did become very close to straying a little bit but especially when I'm not in a committed relationship when I've just been dating I kept men in the cut because for me, it was like, if the main one wasn't going to provide, I was not going to go without. And this is not a good place to be in because again, this is how infidelity and stuff like that happens. But this is also how you can become desperate for dates, attention, affection, the whole nine, because when things aren't happening, you see it as rejection. And it's like, oh, okay, so if he's not going to do this, then I'll just go and do this. No, there's something going on inside of you. There's something going on if it's like, okay, well, this need isn't, need isn't being met. And da, 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 like, I'm just going to go and do this instead. No, that also means there is a fear present. You're fearful that something's not going to work out. You're fearful that you're going to be abandoned. You're fearful you're going to have to start over. You're fearful he might be doing whatever else. You don't have to go through all of this rigmarole and nonsense when you are at a good place with self. Because again, when you're truly at a good place with self, you will know like if you truly are also connected to a good man. And again, knowing how to love means also realizing that relationships are going to have ups and downs. Everything is not going to be 
pink starbursts all the time. Sometimes things might be the yellow starbursts. It's saying, but you know what? I'm not about to step outside of this. Okay, this is just where we are right now, but I'm going to continue to pray. I'm going to stay committed and everything is going to be fine. You have to love yourself better. You have to love yourself more. Like you cannot receive love from a man if you don't have it and you can't give it if you don't have it. Like you will literally end up putting your esteem and your worth in his hands. Like who wants to give all of that power to someone else? especially to someone who's not worthy because if a man was worthy like he would even redirect you back to yourself like I appreciate a man that I dated when I really wasn't in the best of places with myself and I was trying to like throw myself in his face like look at me look how awesome I am like why are you stalling when it comes to committing to me putting a ring so we can be happily ever after so you can knock me up like I was doing all of these things and it's like I literally was his ups and downs sometimes like it was affecting my self-esteem so it's like I really was giving him a lot of power but what I can honestly say now to this day and looking back I appreciate the fact that he would redirect me back to myself and showing me like, hey, sweetie, you need to get to a good place with yourself. Like, don't wait around for me or, you know, don't don't make it all about me. Like, you know, you, you got to do what you got to do. And I think even parts of him was like realizing like, no, I can't give you what it is that you want right now. I can't like, but I think there was still kind of like that part of him was like, okay, but if you're going to stay stupid long enough that I'm going to be right here to hop in bed with you if you want to take it that way so you have to really love yourself better the benefits are you'll end up making great decisions when it comes to your overall well-being like when it comes to how you react to things which is your emotional stability when it comes to your body like you'll be good when it comes to your physical health you know the things that you consume um physical intimacy like who you even allow to have physical access to you like appearance you want to make sure that you look your best like all of these things like you will make great decisions when it comes to who you give any type of access to you friends family men etc like think about your social circle and the love that you pour out and the love that you accept from others the benefits of loving yourself like you will make great decisions when it comes to your finances like Financial wellness is a big thing. Like a lot of us really don't think about our money uh, money enough. You will also make great decisions when it comes to your thoughts, your thought process, and your mentality because you will want to be in a good place mentally speaking. The benefits of loving yourself means that you're overall well and you make great decisions. You have great self-esteem. You date better. So I want you to think like as you're listening to me talk, what void might be in your life right now? What void is there? Is there any void currently in your life that's affecting your self-esteem and your self-worth? Do you feel like you're incomplete of in one of the five key areas of self-love that I just mentioned? Emotional stability, your physical body, social circle, your financial wellness, your mental health. Like where do you stand when it comes to those five things? Is there something that has you feeling incomplete because then I would say okay work on that work on that so that you can then work towards becoming whole so that you can date better when that time comes I want to ensure that you change your energy like desperation is a turnoff okay like men especially the MVPs that I'm always telling my clients like 
to only date, like they want a confident, secure woman at the end of the day. That is what men find the most attractive. Like they want a confident, secure, or at least the kind of men that we want to marry, right? Like I know a lot of the other men and some of the people on social media today, like some of these men, like, yeah, they want to see a half naked body or whatever else. Or I'm not talking about those men. I'm talking about the kind of MVPs that we actually care about. I will say that being in, in my relationship, me and Kay, a lot of times, like there, there would be things, because again, I always talk about it, y'all, I'm open book. Yes, I'm the dating coach. I'm the new love strategist, relationship coach, the whole nine. And I will say again, being in that first healthy relationship, and it's like, I've been helping women for years. So a lot of the things that I knew to be true, I wasn't always, um, I didn't have to implement them myself. It's like I was casually dating here and there. You know, I'd always say that dating is practicing at relationships, but it was nothing that was ever like really all that, that serious or a little bit, but it was like being in this first serious, committed, healthy relationship, it can be a lot. And there have been a lot of triggers for me. And it'll be things that'll show, like I'll have a lot of those, some things that would, you know, used to be like trauma responses or some things that have been healing triggers. And I say that, you know, things that'll kind of trigger and show me an area that I thought that I was healed in, but I wasn't. And then a lot of times I'm set like a lot of love triggers, because for me, it's like, I, I always have known the in love part, right? So it's like something can happen. And for me, a lot of times it was like, okay. Our bond is weakening. Like, what's going on? Like, and I would, I had remembered, like, I went through a season of kind of panicking a little bit because I didn't know what was going on in our relationship. I felt like there was like a disconnect. So yeah, I, I started panicking a little bit, which that is not good because for men, a woman who is panicked, that is likened to like being a cry, like a baby that is crying in a sense. Men don't always know what to do with the crying baby. Like for them, that makes them panic. That makes them want to run. But I definitely had those times where I just, I didn't know what was going on. I was feeling some type of way. I was feeling bothered. And I had to realize like, okay, first of all, girl, get it together. All the things that you already know to be true about love and relationships and about men. And I really had to take myself and I was like, all right, get it together. Like what's really going on here? And then making sure that I was at a good place. Again, self-esteem, knowing my worth, knowing my value, all of that, but also taking all of those things to God, letting God fill me up in those areas where I was trying to get K to feel whatever type of void. Like, and I would a lot of times redirect myself back to Psalms. I would have to start exercising, affirmations, spending time with, you know, friends, making sure that I always maintained, you know, a good social life, going on brunch dates, going on drives, music, meditation, all of those different things. Because again, I, I wanted to ensure that there was nothing in me that was like codependent. I wanted to make sure that I was loving myself and also loving him. So I would always have to tell myself like, no, we're not doing any double texting. We're not clinging like any of those things. That fear of losing a man will then be gone because your worth and value says, I am a good woman. Even if this relationship doesn't work out, there will always be another. Now, pride, this is a different type of energy because we know that pride is when it's like, it's loving yourself too much or thinking too highly 
of yourself. And I realized that it's like a lot of many females are true narcissists. Like, and we love to use that word a lot today. And I'm realizing like so many people don't know, again, truly what a narcissist truly is. Like, yeah, some people can have narcissistic traits and characteristics, but there's like certain criteria that has to be met for someone to like be a true narcissist. I'm realizing that there are a lot of women today that are true narcissists. The Their level of pride and how egotistical they really are. Like everything is about them, their wants, their desires, their needs, their trauma, their past, their daddy issues. The whole, like those things are not going to help you. Those things are not going to help. And again, when you are that prideful, it's because you really don't love yourself at a good level. And that means you're not going to know how to love a man either. You got to get to a good place with yourself. Because again, that is what's going to help you have better wisdom and discernment. And it's going to help you date better. Because you got to know when to stay and when to walk. I see a lot of women engaging in like the power plays and control and latching on and, you know, stuff like that. No, a man's most basic need is freedom. Men need a love that embodies respect. Like our love embodies attention. But once a man feels smothered, it's a wrap. Like all the things that your abandonment anxiety encompasses becomes reality. Because when you don't deal with abandonment issues, you now have abandonment anxiety inside a relationship. A woman's most basic need is love and attention. Man's most basic need, freedom and respect. So they need love that embodies respect. We want a lot of attention. If we're trying to get too much from them, they feel smothered. They will pull away. And now here it is, the actual abandonment takes place. You lose love for self because your focus goes on loving them, doing everything for them. The compliments, the quality time, trips, little gifts, little purchases, whatever. No, kingdom love is two whole people who know balance. Kingdom love is healthy. Kingdom love is safe. And y'all hear me talk all the time like, I help women win at kingdom love. I always say that is a kind of love that is represented by a man and a woman who both took the time to dwell in God's love. They developed self-love and they discovered real love and they make sure that they still keep God as the center of that relationship. They make sure that each other is taking care of themselves. And that is how they have a beautiful, healthy relationship with each other. There are seven elements that make up kingdom love. And these are things that you need to implement now. Yes, even as a single woman, this is how you love now, even in the early stages from day one. Again, I always talk about unreciprocated love. Love a man from day one. There are seven things that you can do to show that. One, you have to be selfless. Everything is not about you. Everything is not about you, okay? Like real love is selfless at the end of the day. So make sure that you're thinking about their needs as well. It's not neglecting yours because again, when you really love yourself, you're not going to neglect yourself. But overall, it's saying, okay, it's realizing love is selfless and you want to think about them as well. Kingdom love reflects being seriously 
committed. Now, again, I know, again, when you're like in the early stages of dating, obviously you're not committing to someone, but are you at least committing to the process? Are you at least committing to what the end game can be? And then, yes, once you get in a relationship, even if you are not married, I know that everyone talks about, you know, glorifying girlfriends today. Look, there is a process before you get to the place of being actually married. Whether you want to call it girlfriend and boyfriend, whether you are actually engaged, whether you want to call it courting, whatever the case might be, it is all still that step before getting married. And at the end of the day, when you're in that place, you need to show that you are seriously committed because marriage is about like longevity. Like that is showing that you have staying power and that you're not going to be looking for the nearest exit when something doesn't go your way. Like that is not how this works at all. It's saying, hey, even though I'm not in love today, I am seriously committed to that. And I think this is where a lot of people go wrong and need to practice even now. Number three, another element of kingdom love is respect. There's a lack of respect today when it comes to women and men. I realize that, you know, I'm always talking about that tug method, like calling a truce, understanding, and grace. We have to ensure that we are giving men respect. Again, that is one of their most basic needs. And a man who is not feeling respected by a woman, that ain't good. That's all I'm going to say because I don't have time to go into that. Number four, understanding. Too many of us, we spend time seeking to be understood instead of trying to understand them. Men are like a little bit like they're so basic to the point that we make it complicated because of how complicated we are. When you understand your partner, you are able to love them like on a whole nother level. Like I remember I did the Love Goals podcast series. I think that was like maybe two years ago, but I did like a separate episode on each of these seven things. And literally when I tell you last year, when I was even kind of in that little whatever space with me and Kay, I had to go back and listen to my own podcast on understanding. And I'm going to pat myself on the back. I dropped some good stuff in that podcast. Okay. Number five, compassion. We lack compassion today. And a lot of us, especially as women, for those who have, and I hate to say, you know, black women, but yeah, for those of us who have been hurt, we've been through a lot. When we look at post-traumatic slavery syndrome, when we look at broken home syndrome, when we look at self-love deficit disorder, a lot of us, we really don't offer a lot of compassion. And there's that fear of how it's going to be perceived. There's a fear of getting played or being taken advantage of, being soft, being vulnerable. We don't know how to be those things. So it's easy to just, you know, be all whatever. But no, you have to be compassionate. Yes, even in the early stages, being compassion, showing compassion with a man. This is another way of showing love. Number six, grace and mercy. We know that grace is getting the good things we don't deserve. Whereas mercy is not getting the bad things we do deserve. So those are things that you need to show in a relationship as well. Those are things that, yes, even in the dating stages, showing that you know how to offer a man grace, understanding he's not perfect because neither are you, offering him mercy because, yes, sometimes we fall short. Sometimes we make mistakes. We a lot of times expect men to accept all of our nonsense and our mistakes. And when we hurt their feelings or dismiss them, but we don't offer them any mercy. That has to be a part of your method. And then lastly, forgiveness. We have to forgive because again, we sometimes say things out of line and make wrong calls and decisions. 
men are going to get it wrong sometimes too, okay? I know a lot of times we say, oh, love doesn't hurt. Sometimes love does hurt. Sometimes your feelings get hurt. The thing is, love should not intentionally hurt. But yeah, making sacrifices for people and sometimes not making it about you and being selfless, yeah, sometimes that does hurt. Sometimes it is going to cause you to cry. Some There are going to be disagreements and stuff like that. The thing is, love should not be disrespecting you and it should not be intentionally hurting you and repeatedly, repeatedly hurting you. I want to teach you how to love. And when it comes to loving yourself better, I need you to offer yourself grace first and foremost. I need you to offer yourself grace. You are not expected to be perfect. You might still be a work in progress and that is fine. I just need you to keep on doing the work. If you can take anything out of this podcast that maybe touch something inside of you, that is showing that one area that you might need to be working on. Just focus on one thing. Offer yourself grace and say, hey, I got a long way to go, but I'm doing the work. That is what matters. And I want you to think about those five key areas that I spoke about. You know, your body, your finances, your emotions, your mental health, your social circle. Make some changes. Challenge yourself. Grow wherever you need to grow. I want you to evaluate where you stand with the selfie issues when it comes to self-esteem, self-worth, self um, self-acceptance, self-love, self-respect. Evaluate how you are with all of those things. That is how you love yourself better. You offer yourself grace, you grow in those key areas, and you get real with those selfie issues and you ensure that you are increasing in all of those areas. And it might be a process and that is fine. As long as you are making moves towards your wholeness, that shows that you are loving yourself. And when it comes to loving a man, again, even in the early stages, make sure that you are not selfish. Do not be selfish, right? Implement all of those elements of kingdom love that I mentioned minutes ago, but you have to be selfless. You have to seek to understand him as well. A lot of men are simply misunderstood. This is why one of the courses in New Heart Academy is called Makings of a Man. Like, I want you to understand all that there is when it comes to your counterpart. But you really have to seek to understand men in general. And then, yeah, once you start dating, asking questions about him. But it's like, you got to ask the important questions. Like, this is not middle school. We don't care about favorite color. Like, it's like all the things that a lot of times people want to ask on first dates and stuff and conversations. We're grown. Those are the things that you should be asking well into the relationship, right? Like when you're, you know, wanting to do something for him and you want to make sure like it does have his favorite color or whatever. Like, you need to seek to understand him on a deeper level, asking questions so you can find out about his thought process, his goals, finding out why those things matter to him, what he values. Like those are things that are really going to help you when it comes to understanding him. And then you want to make sure that you are checking on him. Like today, everything is about, oh, if I don't hear from a man after a couple of days, or I should be hearing from him every day, or he didn't check on me or do whatever else. Ensure that you're checking on him reaching out if you know that you miss him and you want to hear from him, ensuring that he is good mentally and emotionally, asking him questions, 
listening for answers and showing that you actually do care and it's not all about you. I say all the time, I feel like the main reason that I am still paying for Netflix is probably because of girlfriends. I love watching girlfriends all the time and it's like I make it to the end and I start back. Truth be told, normally around season seven, I kind of lose interest and I'll start all the way back at like season one or two all over again. But it makes me think of there was that episode where Tony was like talking to William about like some things that were going on with her and Todd. And <laughs> Tony was like pretty much coaching, you know, William was coaching Tony on being a wife. And it was like, okay, ask him how his day was. Wait for a response. Ask a follow-up question. And Tony was like, oh my God, my head is spinning. Like she was writing down those three things, but things that are so simple. Because again, like, you know, especially when we have a man in our lives, like we want that provider and, you know, and I get that, but we can end up like dumping so much on them, which and for the most, like, it's fine. But are you asking about him as well? Are you finding out how his day went? Are you listening for his response? Are you asking follow-up questions? Are you showing that you truly do care about him as well? Because men want that safe place. They want that safe place. They want to be able to know that they can come to you with certain stuff. All of those things matter to them. You have to let a man be himself. And that is another way that you can love him. Now, again, let him be himself. Yes. But of course, you might realize, okay, but what I see, I don't like. That doesn't mean try to change him. It might just be like, okay, boom, this is not the man for me. Let a man be himself because it's showing that it's like, okay, I can take you for who you are. Or, you know, I see this is who you are. But again, you might say, but what I see, this does not fit my vision. You have to have a vision, first of all. But you might say, hey, like, this is who you are and I don't want to change you. I love you enough to let you go and be great with the Lord, but this does not fit my vision. You have to have a vision. You have to know what matters to you in a relationship. You have to examine his habits. You have to examine the time with friends, his language, his goals, his work ethic, his character. All of these things matter. Don't think about what you change or, you know, what you hope to see change um, you know, what you hope to see, like, you know, change in a few years or anything like that. No, you have to take him for what he is now while examining the potential. And it is okay to walk away if something goes against your vision and what you know that you want. That is just fine. That is just fine. But that is how you love a man at the end of the day, right? You have to love yourself and then you have to learn how to love a man. And even with loving him, it's still saying, okay, but I also love myself enough to know that this would not work for me, that this would not be healthy for me. That right there is not being selfish. Or that is where it's okay to be selfish, where it's saying, hey, this would not work for me and I, I love myself and I love you, but I got to love myself more in this situation. I'm out. Struggling to love, whether it's self or others, is tied to heart issues. Renewing your heart is what will help you win at love. Like wanting a relationship, that is one thing. That's fine. Desiring love, that's one thing. Swiping on dating apps, that is a whole other thing, all right? You've got to ensure that you're in a good place so that what you put out is appreciated 
by the kind of men that you need to have in your pool. You have the power to change up how your dating pool looks, okay? Renew your mind, renew your heart, love yourself, and watch the game change for you drastically. Coach V is a certified life, dating, and relationship coach. She's also a speaker, author, and the founder, creator, and teacher at New Heart Academy. And she's here to help you win. God wants you to win too, but you must renew your heart. Connect at www.NewThingLifeCoaching.com to start your transformation process. But first, subscribe to the Freedom Reigns podcast on your favorite platform so you know about brand new episodes.